0: Dojo, Dynamite, Dojo, and Dynamite Dojo, and Dynamite Dojo, and Dynamite Dojo, and Dynamite Dojo, and
1: Dynamite Dojo, and Dynamite dojo with Rich and Ashley.
0: Hey guys, this is Ashley and Rich here with episode 37 of Dojo and Dynamite. It is Monday, July 13th. We are coming off a very busy week in wrestling. Big things.
1: Yeah, and we waited a decent amount of time to do this podcast to make sure that we covered Dominion.
0: Yep, New Japan Cup Finals and Dominion.
1: I did not realize... When we started this, that New Japan Cup, I mean, not the podcast. I
0: thought thought that's what you were going for. Like, we're 37 episodes in.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) When we started the New Japan Cup, I was unaware that Dominion was immediately following. Like, the next day. So, that came as a surprise to me when I found that out about a week ago. So... Not a week ago. You
0: found it out Saturday after the cup ended
1: no i I had heard what weekend it was. I was surprised to find out that it was immediately following new Japan Cup, like immediately, as in next day, yeah, and I wondered if that was done because of the crowd because new japan cup what would it go about four days or so between the finals semifinals, and the finals because they got the audience back?
0: There were gaps yeah i don't I don't recall the exact spacing of the events, but there there were a few days in between
1: so we we Come off of that. We go right into Dominion. We got big news.
0: Yeah, I know that you have some some thoughts to share with us.
1: Unfortunately, to everybody, we're not going to talk about it.
0: No, no, (laughs) we will be getting. We're going to
1: pretend that it didn't happen.
0: That's how I felt about
1: press the reset.
0: The main event of Fighter Fest night one.
1: No, Fighter Fest happened. You mourned your loss. Still not ready. There is no loss here.
0: (laughs) There (laughs) There was a loss. No, we're
1: just going to reset.
0: Mm -mm.
1: We're going to do another New Japan Cup. We're going to take Evil out. He's not real.
0: Revisionist history right here.
1: Rewriting it. Truth is, Big Dominion, big title match, big title change, big brand change, faction change. We understand why it happened, and we will talk about why it happened when we get there. Big Dominion. Big Dominion. We don't have any other information, but we do have theories. We're not a newscasting group. We just try to put the pieces together.
0: No, I'm thrilled. I am thrilled beyond. And
1: I I want to apologize to everybody at home. I want to apologize to every listener. I want to apologize to you because basically you said evil will win and join Bullet Club. And I told you to literally fuck off with that commentary.
0: Yeah, your exact words, I believe, were you're speaking literal nonsense.
1: Maybe that just sums up what happened. Maybe the literal nonsense of what occurred sums up what happened. And then everybody else felt the same way as me except for you and Gato, clearly.
0: Listen, and people are on you. your
1: train, I guess. I don't Thank
0: know. you for eating your words right there. But yep. we will get to all of that in just a little bit. First, we've got Night Two of Fighter Fest to break down. So let's get going. The show opened up with the AEW World Tag Team Championship, uh, Private Party versus Kenny and Hangman.
1: So this match was fine. It was very apparent or obvious who was going to win the match, which can happen on occasion. But Private Party is a competitive tag team championship level group. So at least the match wasn't something that was out of left field where you knew they weren't going to win. There was a chance. There was the off chance it could happen. For sure. Yeah, this wasn't just a randomly thrown together tag team. It wasn't a squad. It, it, was... it wasn't John Silver and Alex Reynolds. You, you had an opportunity that Private Party could no, have you know, won this You never
0: match. know.
1: Now, looking deeper than that, we won't dive in too deep. we got a big Dominion to cover. But looking deeper than that, we don't talk about ratings. Not commonly do we talk about ratings. But this match had everything you'd ask for regarding a tag team match. Match was a solid B, B-. minus. It was what it was. It came off, was it the next day they film it? So it came off the, the match previous. Hangman and Kenny had just worked the match against Best Friends. So they probably were tired. But you have a match against Private Party. It's a fine match. It's a solid B. When you look at the ratings, what didn't work? They lost 100,000 viewers, give or take. And, and, and again, this is not about demos. This is um, We're not talking details about ratings. This isn't what we talk about. We don't normally ever mention ratings. We're not talking about the ratings. We're not talking about the competition. I'm just bringing this up in regard to the tag team division, regard to Hangman and Kenny, because you had a piece last week about how you feel they should not be together. Yeah. But I mean this in this regard. You lost 100,000 viewers, give or take, from the start of the show, the start of that match, to the conclusion of that match. Why?
0: Are people over the title reign, or do people know that they're, like you said, Private Party wasn't going to win?
1: I think this poses a nice fan participation. What do you guys think? Are you tired of Kenny and Hangman? Are you tired of them as a tag team? Was it clear and obvious they were going to win where you didn't want to watch it? Were you one of those individuals that may have turned the channel? That may have fast-forwarded it? I'm just just saying, even if it doesn't count in the metrics, but if you DVR'd it or or whatnot and you fast-forwarded through the commercials through the show, is that something that you skipped? I would just like to know.
0: I thought the match was good. I mean, the tag matches we get are always high-quality. Th- yep, the matches fine. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with the matches, but I uh, have had enough of this tag team championship reign. It's just me. It has
1: gone on a little too long. I don't like the fact that we're rehashing back to the potential dissolving of this relationship in an unhappy manner. We talked about how they kind of came back as friends. Now we're going back down the same exact route we just worked for four months. I don't know if I'm a fan of that.
0: COVID. Obviously,
1: it no, one,
0: no one could have predicted that. But all in all, I, I think it's good that private party's been put in these positions for the future. I mean, they've be- really been cemented as a like top tier talent. Well, they're a
1: viable option to win the tag team titles, yeah.
0: and I think that's that's great for the division.
1: Well, I think it's great going forward when you when you look at it that way. I think it's great going forward in multiple facets because. Now the audience gets acclimated to Private Party. They're used to seeing Private Party.
0: They beat the Young Bucks.
1: So when Private Party is on there in these matches consistently, eventually they're going to win it. Eventually they're going to take over as the faces and of the tag so team division. Young. Like they're so They're the future. So young. So. And Jim Ross had talked about it. It was like his 23rd birthday. It was Isaiah Cassidy's like 23rd yeah. birthday. I mean, that's just unbelievable.
0: Yeah. They have very, very bright futures ahead of them. So I think these positions... Match itself a is fine,
1: you know. Private party because they are so inexperienced, they can be a little slow regarding certain spots, certain maneuvers. You know, a friend of ours kind of said they need to go on excursion, come back, a little different. I, I'm not gonna say I disagree. I like private party. I don't think they need an excursion for character purpose.
0: No, I love, I love I, their character. Yeah, I, I don't
1: think they need that for. Their attitude, their personalities. I, I, I like the whole gimmick. I like the whole thing they do. Maybe they need excursion just to get extra work. A little more experience, a little more matches. Again, that second show that TNT was supposed to be producing probably would have given these guys extra work. We heard JR. He said it. I think Tony Khan even confirmed it. They were looking to do some live events. Oh. They were, yeah. They were looking to do some live events until coronavirus shut us all down. But maybe that could have given these guys a little opportunity.
0: Good thought. I didn't realize they were planning on live events, but we shall move on. The Tag Team Championship match was followed up with my boy, JoJo, Joey Janela, versus Lance Archer.
1: This match was good. Match was fun. As much as I stir the pot with Joey Janella, which I do for the sport of it, it's just fun to engage. This match was good. Yeah. This match was good. I gave it a solid B+. I enjoyed it. I thought Archer came back. I thought Joey looked good. Took that big bump off the top. I thought it was a good match. Hardcore elements, table.
0: always fun. Archer comes out. You know, normally he's beating up on, on talent, like beating up on the Young Lions in New Japan. He comes out with Sonny Kiss on his shoulders. And,
1: and don't, don't forget...
0: Fuck with Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela's tag team partner.
1: And don't forget that what AEW does is that Lance Archer will disappear. He lost that match at the pay-per-view. He's gone for a little bit. He comes back. You don't think about the loss he took. He comes back looking strong. Archer's ready to go. Goes over Joey Janello, the right move. And now we're looking forward to what could be Lance Archer. Yeah. He's not going to go after Cody again. But what could be Lance Archer? Yeah. If Moxley defeats Brian Cage, could that be a, a feud?
0: How can even, you go How can you go from a TNT versa. loss
1: to that? I understand, but I mean, I, I haven't seen the power rankings recently. I don't know if they released them on Friday. We were very, very busy this weekend. I think but,
0: MJF is still near the top.
1: MJF, I think, needs a TNT title shot. We can rehash that, that Cody thing. We can go right back to it. Yeah. It felt inconclusive.
0: Yeah, as much as it did complete the feud, that's something you could easily, I don't want to say rehash, but uh, continue to build upon. Yeah, but I I like this one. I I thought this really showed what Archer and Janela are capable of without getting too rowdy for television. It was good stuff. Before we get into the match of the night, Taz had his special announcement.
1: I, I don't know what to think about it because it's obviously not going to be around a long time. I also said to you, it's something that felt like it was done too many times. You introduce a belt, you kind of make a temporary champion. I think this was done because it was filmed the day after. This was done in concern of the potential match between Moxley and Cage not happening. But Right. That way we can kind of fill in an interim champion, one that's not recognized by the organization, similar to what Taz's title was all about to begin with. But... Now that Moxley's back, he's expected to be back. Now that Moxley's expected to return at Fight for the Fallen on Wednesday, do we just wash the title away? Because the promo was good. At the time that it happened, it was an A.
0: I, I think it was but as we start to, This was
1: a little late of a podcast, because we yeah. wanted to watch Dominion. A- as this was a little late of a podcast, now, as we're starting to creep toward Fight for the Fallen, the fact that it's going to be Moxley versus Cage, it's expected to happen... Do we kind of now look at this promo differently if the FTW championship is kind of washed away?
0: I think we just got to see what happens. Um, It was perfectly placed. I I think this was the best use you could possibly find for the title right now because you don't know what's going to happen with anything. Um, So I'm not going to comment on that yet. I mean, we'll see what happens going forward, but I don't have a different opinion at this time.
1: Okay. I was just asking.
0: That's just, that's just me. But, this brings us to, not the main event of the evening, but, the match of the evening.
1: Which probably should have been the main event to begin with. The truth is, it was the best match of the night. Now, the Orange Cassidy Jericho match, which did main event, was a very entertaining match. I enjoyed it. It was. It was entertaining. But, and it was a lot better. I, I, I'm cutting myself off, but it, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. A lot of near falls, a lot of drama. You had invasion of the inner circle. You had an invasion of the best friends. You had the orange juice. I, it, it had everything. It was a good match. But when you look at the FTR match, you look at the Young Bucks, this has been something that I was looking forward to. Now, I know eight-man tag matches when they're thrown on paper because WWE has given them no value. Outside of Survivor Series, which, again, there was a stretch of Survivor Series where, I mean, they were like, I couldn't even tell you who competed in them. But when you see an eight-man tag match, you don't get excited. The blood doesn't flow. You see an eight-man tag match now in AEW. Butcher, Blade, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, FTR. That's a different level. And you come into this match... Drama between the Young Bucks and FTR, they were clearly on the same page. You had a ridiculous Nick Jackson spot with Ray Phoenix. Yeah. This match was outstanding. Yeah. Every individual person had an opportunity to shine. It never felt like it was rushed. It did not feel like a spot fest. It, it did not. It was basically spot after spot after spot. But it didn't feel like that. It felt like everything was happening for a reason. You know, it was Matt Jackson goes to the top, looks like he's going to do a moonsault. He sees the guys outside the ring. He says, fuck it. He jumps over the corner turnbuckle, takes him out on the outside. It's a spot, but it had a purpose. I'd give this match an A+. I think this match was Fantastic. I really enjoyed every piece of it outside of the Nick Jackson thing, which I think was just, that Canadian destroyer was just done. You didn't enjoy it? (laughs) No, I did. I'm saying, you talk about things having a purpose. I don't know if that specifically had a purpose, but
0: damn. The purpose was to steal the show (laughs) right there.
1: It was fun to watch.
0: JR, plug in on commentary, how athletic and talented Nick Jackson is. He says
1: all this while Nick Jackson has like a dad bod, and he's just kind of, you know, that, that Hurricane Rana spot with Ray Phoenix in the corner, that was outstanding. The match was very, very, very good. Don't. He threw the... But, I mean, he throws the glove at FTR, and now FTR not only wears the glove...
0: And they keep... They
1: have a match against Lucha Brothers.
0: Yes, and they keep cutting over to Tully and Sean Spears. I thought that was some foreshadowing. I,
1: it may be. That's but just... the truth of the matter is, the match itself was one of the best television matches they've put on in a hot minute. And I've really, really enjoyed that eight-man tag.
0: Yeah, Matt Jackson said on Instagram that this was uh, his favorite match of the COVID era. And I think it absolutely delivered. This is one that you really can't put into words. You just have to go and watch it for yourself. Um, I've seen people comparing it to that tag match at Revolution. And I think they're different. Um,
1: I will never hate on the Young Bucks. You can't. They are the best tag team in that company. I mean, you have a ton of other tag teams. Do not get me wrong. You have the the best tag teams ever. Almost too good. But you have the best tag teams of all time. I will never hate on the Young Bucks. They are the best tag team in the world. Every match that they have is better because they're in it. It's just more entertaining. It's a hot take. People don't like the Young Bucks. I don't understand why. Maybe they rub them the wrong way. I can see it. They can kind of come off a little bit kind of, you know, egotistical. Promote themselves, etc. But listen, they're the best tag team in the world. Every match they have is entertaining. Every match they have, you want to watch. I think they're smart.
0: I think they're talented. They elevate everyone around them. Uh... They are money. I've said this since the start of Dynamite. They were made for television. And, I mean, if you haven't watched this for some crazy reason, just go and do it because you can't really put it into words. Always hard to follow the tag team matches. But what came next was Nyla versus Kenzie Page and Kylan King. Handicap match.
1: This gets tough. I, I think the way they did Nyla's is fine. Yeah. It's an A, fine segment, yeah. don't have an issue with it. Nala's fine, came off great, going to have a manager. Excited to see who that is. She's
0: going to have a yeah. manager. Excited to see That's who that. that awesome. is. awesome.
1: And some people were speculating it could be Vicky Guerrero. I did see that. And some people were upset with that. But I don't know why. She says she wants to be champion. Vicky Guerrero has managed champions. Dolph Ziggler, Edge, the Edgeheads, the Riders, or the... Hawkins, whatever the hell they were called. Were they Edgeheads?
0: They were... Edgeheads. The Edgeheads, yeah, I think. Hawkins and
1: Ryder. Yeah. They were tag team champions. All under the umbrella of Vicky Guerrero.
0: Vicky's awesome. Trouble Vicky may is... have
1: even been ECW champion while he was in that group.
0: She seems to be having the time of her life with AEW. Like, we saw her on the cruise and just seeing her on social media and at the shows. Um... She seems to be having a blast, and I, I like that
1: pairing. And Vicky Guerrero is a valuable manager because she has guided her protégés. Is that what you would call a manager's protégé? A manager's talent, I guess? A, a manager's protégé, the person under the manager. She has guided them to championships. Can't dispute results. That'd be a good one. I'm trying to keep it real. Can't dispute results. But the only issue with this is that they just do not have enough women that they have to rehash. They're going to have... They, they try really hard to not give you the same thing every week. And they, I respect that. And, and they... You have to respect it. And every pay-per-view has been different. They've given you different matches. They give you different main events. They try to give you something different. They try to give you new matchups, new stories. The issue is when you're that limited... With the injuries you've had, yeah, you don't have a choice. And then the story with Big Swall being taken away or suspended, I mean, I, don't, I can't understand it. Doesn't mean it's not good. Doesn't mean the story's not good. I, I'm saying... No, the
0: story's I, I, very
1: enticing, but... This is something that maybe is not the best use of the storyline right now. You don't have Statlander, Britt Baker's not back, Reba isn't wrestling... She hasn't showed any inclination that she was going to be doing so. Allie and Brandy are. They're tag teaming. They're tag teaming. Nightmare sisters. Allie and Brandy are, but they're going to feud, I guess, at some point. Maybe Brandy will feud with like QT or something. Vice versa. Throw a wrench.
0: Brandy joins Allie forever.
1: (laughs) Maybe they just become best friends. Maybe they become sisters. Wholesome. Yeah.
0: Wholesome content. Was Allie in the Nightmare Collective? No.
1: No. She was with Butcher and Blade. She was the bunny. Now she's Allie. Or is she still Bunny?
0: I think she's still Bunny.
1: Fan participation. <laughs> she's still she's still Bunny. Maybe she's still Bunny. This was fine. This segment was fine. Uh, but this led into a segment that was not fine. Which was Dark Order and SCU.
0: Yes, SCU versus Dark Order with Colt Cabana. Yeah. Colt Cabana. This is I no. Say. This is a
1: negative. Colt Cabana needs to get off television. They brought in Colt Cabana for what was considered like special backstage purposes or appearances on television. Remember, this is what he was advertised for. Yeah, was, and I
0: think he definitely serves a purpose. He's extremely talented, and he he's, like he's revolutionized this marketing of yourself.
1: Yes, you are correct. You want it? You want to go on about Colt Cabana's accolades? You can go on for days. Colt Cabana has done some things as an independent wrestler that people can only dream of. Look at what he did with the pro wrestling tees. Look at what he's done on an independent, on a scale, selling merchandise, working for basically every company under the sun.
0: Quick side note cult, cabana, Zack Ryder, and the Young Bucks are in that like top tier revolutionary group of. Why is Zack Ryder? Z Trilong Island story?
1: Everything I, he did I with that. I just dislike Zack Ryder.
0: Be respectful. It's
1: another cult cabana thing, and I do. The AEW has too much comedy. The best thing that AEW has going right now are the Young Bucks and FTR. It's the truth. Brian Cage and Moxley's up there, but Brian Cage and Moxley just doesn't feel valuable, unfortunately, because Moxley hasn't been able to be around. But the truth is, when you look at this tag team group, FTR and the Young Bucks are the only two tag teams right now that feel extremely valuable in their story. Britt Baker, I'm sorry to cut you off, Britt Baker is a comedy act. Matt Hardy's a comedy act. Private Party is... They're lighthearted. I don't want to call them comedy. Private Party is lighthearted. You see their BTE stuff. You see them... They're lighthearted. Matt Hardy's comedy. Jericho's comedy. Best Friends is comedy. But Jericho's comedy means the Inner Circle's comedy. There is so much comedy. So much shtick On AEW. There's not enough serious angles. So you want to take a very serious group... Supposed to be an evil corporation. This is what Tony Khan's words were. A very serious group that individuals that fans outside look at as an adjunct failure. They look at the Dark Order and they see it as a failure. Now the Dark Order has built has built itself, has come all the way back, they have built themselves and they are entertaining. Their segments are good, Brody Lee is good, but objectively. The fans look at Dark Order as a failure. So what do you do? You take a comedy act in a serious group and you try to bring Colt Cabana in. Now the story makes sense. Colt Cabana is a perennial loser. He's kind of been a low-card guy. He never had the same success as his quote-unquote friends. So it makes sense that they would bring a guy like that into their group. Maybe he'll
0: go dark. Maybe he'll Maybe join he the dark will. side. Maybe he will. Doom, doom, right? Doom Doom, Colt yeah. Cabana.
1: I'm not saying that he won't. The story is good. It's just another comedy cog in the wheel, in the gear, in the clock, in the system. I was never a comedy fan. Comedy grew on to me in wrestling. I, I mean, comedy fan in wrestling. I wasn't a big comedy fan in wrestling. It grew on me. But now it's like 70% of this card. Now, Fighter Fest is a very serious show. But seventy percent of this card was comedy. I can't I, I you need you need some juice here. You need some meat here, right? It's you need some like meat and potatoes here.
0: Comedy, it's more shtick.
1: Shtick. And if, if you're not a meat eater, you need you need like some kale here. You need some protein here. We're we're diverse. We're we're welcome for vegans and for non vegans. You need some protein. And I feel like right now all we have is side dishes. Maybe it's because Moxley hasn't been able to be around. The Colcabana story is good. This match, I'll give it a C. I, I just, I don't like... The Dark Order doesn't come off as being very serious when it's working with Colcabana. I actually enjoy the story. And I'm still giving it a low grade because I just, I'm tired of watching Colcabana. And he's had some pretty decent matches. It just doesn't engage me, doesn't entertain me, doesn't just, hold my not, attention.
0: He's not for you.
1: He's not for me.
0: And that's okay. Backtracking. um, We talked about the tag match that the, the eight man tag match but huge win for the lucha bros and butcher and blade i mean that immediately puts both teams back on the map
1: it's one of those things with butcher and blade we discussed i think we did discuss about podcasts ago i, I, I know we've talked a, about it before it was a while ago because of the covid but it was a while ago but we talked about how they lost so much and it was almost like it's going to get to that point like proud and powerful if they continue to lose, we're not going to look at them the same way. Right. But this this whole return, their new look, the new character, the new attitude, they got a little more vocal. They're a little more vocal.
0: Yeah. I, they got I, a spunk about I them. I like
1: it. Yeah. I like what they've done. It reminds me of when they first came in. They did that vignette you talk about, we talk about all the time, the one with the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that vignette when they got paid off by MJF. I feel like Butcher and Blade are coming back And giving you that personality aspect again. And I like the way this is going. This was a great match. We're still talking about it. And we have a Chris Jericho match to talk about.
0: No, I know. I'm sorry. Just the win was huge. Um, That's a huge quality win. But you're right. Uh, Main event of Fighter Fest Night 2. Is the baddest man on the planet, Orange Cassidy. Versus Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Now, Jericho had his little friends, Santana and Ortiz, at ringside. Orange Cassidy, being the baddest man on the planet, did not want best friends to be at ringside. And that was upsetting to me.
1: But I respect it. This whole match was very good. I I mean, I I told you that the FTR match, that the eight-man tag match should have been the main event. This match played like a main event. Oh, for sure. These guys tore it up. Jericho always feels like a big deal... but right now, he's a little too over-the-top Jericho for my liking. I think we need to kind of get that, that mean inner circle back. We talked about Proud and Powerful last week. I think we need to get back to that a little bit with Jericho. But I thought this match was really good. I'm going to give it an a-. I thought the quality of the match, thought the drama was good. The reason why I'm actually going to knock it down one peg, and it was just very obvious to me, and it, it's not a funny thing, it, like, not a comedy piece. It wasn't, you know... He does a back elbow.
0: Oh. In the middle at the...
1: Not the middle, but it, toward the ending sequence of this match.
0: I thought it was a Judas effect.
1: Prior to hitting his lion's salt, he does a back elbow. Mm-hmm. And the commentary kind of pauses because they don't know how to address it. And I think Excalibur goes, well, it's a back elbow. Quick little back elbow. And the dangerous thing you get into here is when you do a move that is so similar to that back elbow that that becomes almost commonplace little back elbow moves you know they come off the rope quick little back elbow gonna oh, hit a line salt sure, simple for sure. simple wrestling that it becomes this oh well now I don't know if I can even do that anymore and Jericho probably never thought of it just next, second nature quick little back elbow two little lines
0: no i know and i didn't know if it was the the move placement the camera angle
1: because then a minute later he does his regular one which looked pretty much the same the judas effect
0: and it's like orange cassidy kicked out like he kicked out of a judas effect he didn't but it's 100 percent effective you don't kick out of it it
1: threw me off yeah
0: the that sequence was a bit odd I, i know exactly what you're referring to um
1: it also Not a could huge have been deal, but it, no, it, it, it wasn't. It's a simple move. It was done well. Orange Cassidy. No, it
0: fit. It fit I mean, everything.
1: Yeah, he, he flat bumped. It was fine. It was. It was. It was perfectly fine.
0: But I, I, with the commentary too, I think we looked at each other and we're like, "Was that?" A Judas it was the commentary effect? when the like, commentary
1: pauses or hesitates because they're kind of like, "Oh, uh, like, I, what is this?" When they pause or hesitate, even if it's for that split second, it cracks the suspension of disbelief. It makes you think or second-guess what's happening on the screen. And it's not their fault because we've discussed this with Fowl, I think, multiple times. And it's, you have to call what's happening. If you can hear something, or if something's occurring, you kind of have to address it. You can't just ignore the elephant in the room. So if, you know, if, if somebody you could hear calling spots on commentary, for example, you gotta cover it. In this instance, when they throw a back elbow... And it's basically a Judas effect, but not. What were they supposed to do? They just—they just kind of. They're professionals. They got out of it. No, and it was like, oh boy.
0: They always do that very well, even if something seems a little off or um, doesn't quite go to plan. They, you know, they they cover it perfectly, like you said. They're professionals. Um, But I I know what you're referring to. The the match ended fine. It they it didn't hurt anything.
1: Um, It did not. But. Imagine it. fine. show was good. Thought the show was good. First night was better, in my opinion. I higher had, stakes, Higher on the first stakes. Night. Felt more well, serious. The Felt matches. more, you know, there was a lot of volatility because you had the main event. You had FT, FTR come out. You had the beer spilling thing. You had a lot of that. All those combustible pieces occurring. There was you no had main the Jake Hager.
0: Match. Fighter Fest Night
1: 1. You're absolving it.
0: Trent's mom. It's
1: not real to you.
0: Drop them off at ringside. And then FTR came out, and they just had some beers with Kenny and Hangman. That's it. I understand. The Young Bucks were there. <laughs> no match. We move on. So, we move on. That's all we can do. <sighs>
1: so. New Japan Cup ends. Main event, Okada, Evil.
0: And how did I tell you it was going to end? Evil's going to overthrow Okada. He's going to either start his own faction or... Or join the Bullet Club. And what did we have?
1: I like to look at New Japan through kind of jaded eyes. And I sit back and I pretend I'm a kid. And I root for my favorite because I love their matches. And everybody feels like they can win at any time. They do. They do. They always do. They always
0: do. It's so well done. So I
1: like to watch New Japan and I don't like to give it the same treatment we give other organizations we're not extremely critical of new japan we just kind of expect greatness their new japan cup matches have been okay but it was the first time back in 3 months I mean, no one's holding it against them but
0: they were not bad by any they means were not it's just bad. they were not that like they're not top, to the top, expectations top of
1: what you would get in the right. japan cup right or in the G1 or in the best of the super juniors
0: but what's i mean you, but it's okay you can't listen fault they were anyone. they
1: were still better than Probably what's on television every other day of the week. Oh
0: no, they were quality. In terms
1: of the quality of the wrestling match. Now, that being said, this Okada chokehold crap has got to stop. I can't, I don't, I hate it. I can't do it. It's, it's awful. It's awful, I, I, it's, it's awful. I have no words other than that. I, I just, I don't have words, it's awful. I can't understand why he thought this was a good idea (laughs) this is like the balloon experiment and it's like you know he lost his titles so now he's gotta do something just wildly different and I understand it I get it from a wrestling sense other people may like it they go hey it's different he's growing his moveset but that is not Okada
0: Maybe he's having like an existential crisis or something. I can't deal
1: with this. I don't want to deal with this.
0: Well, I see your point because that little chokehold wasn't effective. He lost to evil.
1: So it's not effective. That's what he tries to finish with. We scrap it. (laughs) And rebuild. And we rebuild. We go back to three Rainmakers and we don't have to do this again. That's it. Nothing else happened in any of the matches. There were no finishes. We reset, right? Doesn't exist for us.
0: So, as as I predicted for all of you last week, Evil dethrones the Rainmaker and joins the Bullet Club. What?
1: So, let's not ignore the other things that happened before we jump to the main event, but... Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. over Tanahashi and Ibushi. Oh, you're on to
0: Dominion now.
1: Yes. We reset. We uh, don't acknowledge the New Japan Cup. We might, you know what this is the truth? I just kind of wanted to couple the whole thing together. We'll talk about the evil section. But Tanahashi and Ibushi fall Taichi, to the
0: dangerous Techers.
1: They're a good team. As much as I always say, like Zack Sabre Jr., not a Zack Sabre Jr. guy, I I kind of like this group. And Suzuki Goon has been well represented. They've had very strong matches in the New Japan Cup. They were the best group overall. The quality of the work they put in, this and I is think very th- true. they've earned this. It was it was a good spot. It refreshes. It gives new championships to new people. I like this. This was fine. I I'm happy with the way that it turned out. i I'm, I'm okay with it.
0: I, I like this as well uh I mean girl is a destiny are here in in America um don't know when they'll be back with with obviously the travel that's that's don't know what's going on with the travel right now with um the virus and everything evil and sonata are no more so I, I think this this was a good move
1: i i, I completely agree I don't yeah. know if they want to. if Chaos wants to do something with like Ishi now cuz it, it's kind of like let's pick our poison. We only have so many people to work with. Let's see what we can do. And I think now Zack Sabre Jr. Taiichi, uh the dangerous techers give him a chance.
0: JRJ. They did it for you.
1: Shot for you. I but he, he's right. This was good. This was fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh Show and Takagi. Yes. That was interesting. They tore it up. Because Sho didn't win. No, he
0: didn't.
1: So that's what's more interesting to me, because I really thought maybe this would be the spot, because you lose Yo to the ACL, so now you're basically a one-man army, to quote Randy Orton, when it comes to the junior tag team titles.
0: Yeah, I don't know know what what they're they're going to do with that. that. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: You're going to be pushing Yu Do as a heavyweight. He's working with Okada. You're going to be pushing him as a heavyweight, yeah. so you can't team him with Ishimori to go after the junior tags, if that would be the case. Right. So now you're looking at maybe just the junior tags get absolved or disappear for a minute because you kind of need all the guys on deck. This is, And you may not want to classify individuals as juniors right now. You might need to kind of open it up, open weight it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Open weight, huh? Never open weight. I see what you did there. Um, That's where this virus has been so unfortunate, obviously in in many ways, but just with the roster limitations, um, it's calling for a lot of creativity.
1: It's necessary. And I think that's the whole thing with the evil, and we'll get into that in a minute. I wanted to just kind of couple everything together. That's our big main event. It's our big conclusion. But I... You look at it, Okada's going to be working with Yujido. come uh, sungoku Lord.
0: Uh, sungoku Lord, yes. And uh, Shingo is going to be wrestling El Desperado for the mat, uh, the never open weight Which again, title. it's just
1: open it up. You're going to have to open it up. Maybe the junior tags don't get defended. Maybe Sho just holds on to them, does his own thing. Obviously, guys can't get in and out. You're missing Osprey. You're missing Romero. You're missing those guys. I'm saying Robbie Eagles from Chaos. You're missing basically El- 75%, El 75% of the Bullet Club. Yeah. LIJ is kind of the only thing that was represented in its own sense. But to move on to the main event, we'll couple it with what happened at the conclusion of the New Japan Cup.
0: Your heart broke into a Evil million pieces. Evil joins... The Bullet Club. Yeah.
1: Okana does a stupid finishing move, but Evil joins the Bullet Club. Why? Bullet Club didn't even have a heavyweight competitor. Yujino is, I guess, essentially the heavyweight, but you don't have Fale, you don't have Tamatanga, you don't have Tonga Loa, you don't have JY, you don't have relatively any of those guys who could potentially be heavyweights at all. You want to take somebody. Kenta. Kenta. I'm sorry, Kenta. Sorry, I forgot How about you. How dare you. But you don't have any of those guys at all. So you take evil, which I wish was Sonata, but he's evil. No. And you, yes, don't, don't give me this. No. You take the generic evil guy and you put him in the evil group. Come on. Sonata. No. Nice suits. His beard, like, attaches to his hair. It's like a big one-piece. Sonata's the guy, man.
0: I have been, like, clamoring for evil in Bullet Club for quite some time.
1: You have, and to be honest with you, he looks good. It fits. He, he looked l- he,
0: amazing. His, he
1: looks He looked fantastic. Good. He's got the double championships. He looks legit. You got, I gotta say, it looked legit. It worked. The idea is, obviously, Bullet Club's weak. You don't want a faction to be that weak. The faction is weak. They They're only had limited. like four yeah. people. I yeah. mean, the faction is that weak that you had to move somebody over. You had to. You didn't have a choice. So evil comes over there, and said, "You know what? Let's do something a little bit outside the box, and let's take a guy like evil, guy who's still young, guy who hasn't had a huge opportunity to wrestle for title matches, and let's give him a platform and see how he does."
0: Now, yeah, I, I loved. I loved the pairing. I-, I loved him joining the faction. I don't need to get into that. Like, that's it- what I've been asking for. I I was a bit surprised that he did win. I felt like that was an untraditional.
1: It was move, completely untraditional.
0: But I like. Like I like it.
1: I was Ga- surprised. Gato took a shot in the dark here. We don't know how this is going to turn out. No, no pun intended. to... Is he the Lord of Darkness Evil, or whatever he is? Something darkness. King of Darkness. King of Darkness. So, no pun on the dark, but he took a shot in the dark. He throws the belts on evil. He looks legit with it. He's the only heavyweight that the Bullet Club has. If Bullet Club is going to be that limited, you might as well have the champion.
0: You know what? I think I I like the move also because you you made the comment about Sonata, um, while I think, could Sonata have worked, I mean, I mean, possibly, but how many matches has this man had for championships where he comes out winless?
1: Well, I think it's the opposite. I, I, I think my opinion of it is the opposite. You look at Sonata and say, listen, he's not a winner. He hasn't gotten the job done.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: No, that's how you see it. Yeah. I see it as Sonata's the guy, the way New Japan looks at it, Sonata's the guy who's close. It's not it's a guy who's right there and needs a little edge to get him over. Evil's a guy who's not even in that bracket. Now he is. And you take him and you throw a strap on him and you go, let's see how it works. Listen, am I upset with it? No. I'm fine with it. I really, I really am. I'm fine with the evil thing. I know a lot of people were very negative on it and I don't understand why. Evil's good. There are a lot of
0: emotions involved um I, not only did evil betray lij he betrayed milano i mean it, that's yeah, the bigger it story was a good, it, it was, was heartbreaking all a good, it
1: was heartbreaking
0: i like i said again repeating myself love evil and bullet club but what hurt me was evil s- fucking smashing milano's scythe in half
1: Because he still believed in it,
0: And smashing him into the barricade, and Milano's just crying, and I'm like, that hurt. That, that did hurt a little bit.
1: Regarding this whole thing, you obviously cannot judge or assess until the conclusion of the endeavor. So, as he's the champion, we'll have a chance here to gauge how well it's gonna work.
0: I'm excited, I'm excited, and... You know, the show ends. Horomu Takahashi uh, essentially coming out to Naito's defense and challenging evil for the belt. And evil it just... reminded
1: me of one of those, like, cartoons uh, where, like, the person is sitting in the rain... On their knees. Just
0: screaming. And the thunderstorm is
1: happening and they're yelling out into the mountains of like the Grand Canyon or something. Like they're sitting on the top of a mountain and it's raining and they're and they're yelling, you know, those dramatic scenes in like a movie. <laughs> and that's what he did.
0: But that was like a blood curdling, heartbreaking scream that he let out. That was that was emotional. Listen, evil's gonna keep those belts, <laughs> Takahashi. But...
1: Um, but no, but maybe
0: Maybe it, like Maybe it would be them? better
1: if Takahashi takes the IC belt. Is it
0: did they announce the match yet?
1: I have no idea. But if they takes the IC belt, let's say you do it that way, you're kind of absolving for the current time frame the juniors. No, I'm just I'm not playing. enough juniors. Yeah, no that but you you kind of even the plane out. You take Takahashi who was deserving of a match against and he, Naito to begin with.
0: that didn't get to happen because of the And you the give him virus. the IC
1: belt, it kind of opens up a new bracket. He can work with guys from Chaos. He can work with Ishii. Yeah. You know, you're opening up. You don't really have to worry too much. They have too many title belts right now, unfortunately, for the amount of people they have on their roster. And it was almost imperative. Like, can we ship him in a box and send them over to the LA Dojo and use some in America?
0: The, the titles? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know.
1: But... Maybe they need to take the belt off Mox again and just kind of fight for... The U.S. title over here in the dojo, that
0: during America be, as their
1: world title, that not a world title, something. but as their as their big title. Yeah,
0: because they're doing the the lions break. Um, you know, shows take take the six July. man open
1: weights because you got all the young lions.
0: Oh, that's uh, evil's got three belts right now. He does, yes. Yeah. But you take
1: the six man titles, you t- you know, you ship them over. We just kind of need to use them because those guys need something to fight for. Where in Japan, it's like you know, in America you got nothing. In Japan, you got all of them, and then you got Moxley. Who can't work in America so I don't know what they're gonna do I don't know but show was good Fighter Fest 2 was good Dominion was good the evil thing was unique I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say anything bad about it Okada needs to get his shit together but that's a different story
0: you handled the loss like a lot better than I thought you would
1: Okada just came off aw- cause you know what I'll be honest with you, he I did I not expect right. Naito to lose, regardless of who he faced. I even if he faced Okada, my gut was never telling me Okada was going to win. Hmm. So it didn't really matter if Okada won the cup. He won the cup last year. It didn't make a difference to me because he wasn't going to beat Naito. That was my my thought. So when Evil won, I said, "Well, this is a great way because I like Evil." It's a great way to put him on a platform and say, hey, guess what? Evil had a title shot at Dominion. Now, I didn't expect him to win. I didn't expect him to join Bullet Club, you know, all that stuff. But this whole Okada thing, it doesn't bother me. And they're going to use Okada to try to help elevate some of the guys like Yujido. Because here's the thing about Yujido, He was irrelevant, essentially, through 2019. Now, I understand he was injured. Yeah. But he was, you know, he's with Chase Owens. And they always kind of, you know, they, they barely ever throw Chase Owens a bone, as they say. So, yujido has got to get built back up. So, at least working with Okada, it gives him a platform. He puts on a great match, which he will. They'll put on a great match, and, and we, you'll we raise saw up. saw
0: them going at it a little Yeah, bit. You'll,
1: you'll raise up where, where you are, because everybody needs to get on that playing field.
0: What did he say? I think the quote was, uh, and this is Yujido, I'll never get to Okada's level, but I can bring him down to mine. I think it was something along those lines. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting it re- time for New Japan, but I- I'm excited to see what what they do going forward. This really shook up the New Japan wrestling world this weekend. And I, I know our one friend is upset because Naito lost. I mean, it,
1: it was sort of like Nyla Rose. It, the, he never had a chance. Nyla never had a chance to defend her title. Right. You know, it's it's they never had a chance. Same thing with Moxley. When he loses it eventually, it's gonna be like, well, that was a failure. Well, he never had a chance. Yeah, it's
0: not a failure, but it's just this the past. Well, they stir it up and now people are gonna pay attention. Yeah?
1: Maybe AEW needs to do the same thing. Yeah. Don't know.
0: Tag team championships. Oh, what a week. What a weekend. But Hey, that brings us to the end of this week's recap with AEW and New Japan. Let us know what you guys thought. Uh, what did you think of Fighter Fest? What did you think of Dominion and the New Japan Cup Finals and with Evil? Uh, and don't forget take what I over. mentioned
1: before. Yes, yes. Make sure you let us know about Evil and what you thought about it. But don't forget what I mentioned before about the Hangman and Kenny. Did you guys not like the match was there something about it that maybe you turned it off if are you one of those individuals who feel like this is to the end let us know but with that you can find us dojo and dynamite on twitter dojo and dynamite on instagram dojo and dynamite at gmail.com we're looking forward to hearing from you
0: yes any questions comments concerns i don't know anything at all just let us know And with that, thank you all so much for listening. As always, we will be back later this week with another
1: episode. Thanks, guys.